The sermon preached at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, a member of the Wells, on May 3, 2015, based on Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God, through which the Holy Spirit speaks to our hearts here today, is the passage that Peyton chose as his confirmation verse, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints, wash clean in the blood of our risen Savior, and especially you, Hayden, on this your confirmation day. This is a wonderful passage you chose as your confirmation verse. As a proverb, it expresses truth with a few direct words. And yet, as, as we think about what these words mean, it holds meaning and application not just for today, for the rest of your life, every day. These are words that we can really only start to touch on today as to how to apply them in your life. But after today, keep on thinking about these verses. Treasure what they say in your heart. Practice them in your life. Now, maybe you've seen those billboards or church signs that have a, a short statement and then it's signed by God. Maybe something like, I love you, I love you, I love you, dash, God. If we wanted to use that as a pattern, we could maybe summarize your confirmation verses here with this phrase. Lean on me, dash, the Lord. And let's use that as our theme here today. The verse says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. For when we trust in the Lord, that means to, to let go of our own understanding here. And that maybe can be seen when we think of a, a picture for that word trust. You can picture trusting as putting your full weight on a cane. If that cane is strong and sturdy, you remain upright. You won't fall. But if that cane is brittle and weak, it will snap under your weight and you'll hit the ground hard. Trust in the Lord. Lean on me. Dash the Lord. How trustworthy and sturdy is he? Well, that very name that he uses here, the Lord, and it's with all capital letters, if you, if you look at it in the bulletin. That name, when it's with all capital letters, tells us that this is the I am God. This is the God who does not change. He keeps his word. He is faithful, totally dependable. For he is independent of all. Nothing can stop him. He does whatever he pleases. And it pleases him to keep his promises. He is totally trustworthy. He alone is the Lord with all capital letters. He is that cane that will not break. 
no matter how heavy the weight. And that name, the Lord, also reminds us of our risen Lord, Jesus Christ, because his resurrection is God's signature and seal behind all of his promises. He is totally trustworthy. For Jesus has risen from the dead. He is your living Lord. Lean on me. Dash the Lord. That's why we do, did that, the Lord, instead of just dash God. So we remember just how dependable and trustworthy he is. He is the Lord. And as he speaks to us in his word here, he says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. That sort of goes together here. Notice he doesn't say, trust in me with some of your heart. With all your heart. Lean your full weight on him. And that means we need to let go of our own understanding. Sometimes people think they can have it both ways. It's like they can have two canes. They can trust in the Lord and they can trust their own understanding. But as soon as I put my weight on that brittle cane of my own understanding, it will break and I'll fall down. My momentum will just carry me downward, even though I was holding on to a stronger cane in the other hand. And that's why it says not to trust our own understanding, not to lean on our own understanding, but to trust in the Lord with all our heart, our full weight, to trust in Him. Lean on me, the Lord. Now, to let go of our own understanding doesn't mean to become stupid. God has blessed you, Peyton, with a mind and abilities and reasoning and, and understanding, and he wants you to use them in their proper place. But their proper place is not to decide whether what God says makes sense or not. Our reason and understanding is simply to receive and accept what God says here. Even if we can't fit it all together, even if it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to us, even if it sounds like a contradiction, when we lean on the Lord alone, we say that if this is what God says, it must be true, even if I cannot fully understand it, even if it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And this happens even when God appears to contradict himself. For this really reaches to the very heart of how he has saved us. One example of this is how the Lord describes himself in Exodus chapter 34. This is where the Lord explains that special name. That name, the Lord with all capital letters. He explains it to Moses here when it says in Exodus 34, and he passed in front of Moses proclaiming, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebounding in sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sins of the fathers to the third and fourth generation. Now the Lord uses very direct and simple words here. It's clear what he is saying, but it doesn't fit our understanding. It sounds like a contradiction to us. Did, did you catch that? Where the Lord says that he is love and he forgives. And yet he also says he punishes the guilty. And our minds just can't make that fit together. 
And so, if we lean on our own understanding, we start walking down the wrong paths. People have done that, and, and it's tempting to try to make these two things go together by trying to explain it in a way that our minds can comprehend. And some have tried to do that by saying, well, maybe it's only the really bad people that God punishes. That if I try hard and do my best, God will love me. But that's not what he's saying here. He says he punishes the guilty, and the Bible makes it clear that even one sin makes us guilty. It doesn't have to be what we would call a big bad sin. And what's more, Others have tried to say that, well, maybe the way it works together is that God hates the sin but loves the sinner. And yet it says here that God not only hates sin, he doesn't just punish the sin, he punishes the person who does it. That doesn't fit with what God says. And still others will say that, well, maybe God punishes us for a while and when we've suffered enough, then he forgives us. But here again, the Lord isn't saying that. He makes it clear that our sin deserves death and hell and that no amount of suffering on our part can pay for even one of those sins. And so when we lean on our own understanding, we walk down all those wrong paths that lead us away from God's saving truth. What we see here, here the Lord says, as he says to you and me, trust in me, is that we witness just how great his love is. He punishes the guilty. And there we see that the reason for his punishment comes because of what we have done. But it's totally different when we look at his love. His love does not come to us because of what we've done. As you listen to him describe himself, he was saying he loves because that is who he is. His love isn't dependent on us. He loves us despite what we are and what we have done. Just listen to how it says. he says that. He says that he is the compassionate and gracious God. He is slow to anger. He is abounding in love and faithfulness. He maintains love to thousands. He forgives wickedness, rebellion, and sin. That is who he is. He is the God of love. And it is our sinfulness that attracts his punishment to us. It is our guilt that brings that punishment. That's not who he is. But sinners, that's what we are. And so while we were still guilty, guilty sinners, God's love gave us the greatest treasure of all. Not because of anything in us, but because of who he is. The Father gave his Son. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. While we were still his enemies, Jesus died for us. He died for a world of sinners. How lavish his love. How great that love beyond our understanding. How high and wide and deep and broad that love is. cannot understand it. It is too great for us. And yet in that cross we see Jesus become sin for us. God punished our sins by punishing Jesus in our place. 
And if you think about that, that does not make sense to us either. That does not sound right or fair. But that is what God says. That is how he is the God who is love and yet also the God who punishes the guilty because he punished his son in our place. What amazing love. And that's the love that we come to know as we lean on the Lord and let go of our own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Lean on me, the Lord. And then your passage goes on here. It says, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Now, the, the Hebrew for that word acknowledge is actually the simple word know. Now, that, that word acknowledge is, is sort of big and vague. But that Hebrew word says simply, in all your ways, know him. And that word know really covers everything from knowing the facts to knowing someone in the closest of relationships. And maybe the picture to keep in mind here, even though it's not directly in this verse, is to think of how a shepherd knows his sheep and the sheep know the shepherd. Jesus himself talked about that in John 10. He said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Know Jesus as your shepherd who laid down his life for you and took it up again. That's why we lean on him. That's why we trust him with all our heart because of what he has done for you. He has rescued you. And now he holds you in his hands and carries you close to his heart. Know him as your shepherd. The shepherd that is always there with his sheep. During the good times, the celebrations, your shepherd, Jesus, is there. He's the one that has blessed you with that happiness. During the triumphs, successes, and accomplishments of life, he is there. For he is the one who has blessed you with the uh, gifts and abilities and opportunities. When the world tries to entice you with its riches and pleasures and your own sinful nature longs for what God forbids, know that Jesus is there to strengthen you, to give you that power to say no to sin as he feeds you with his word and sacraments like a shepherd leading his sheep into green pastures. When life hits you hard with its troubles and sadnesses, when you face loss and failure, know Jesus is there to see you through those difficult times, to pick you up and carry you close to him. Yes, even when you suffer for doing what is right, Jesus is there leading you. Know him as your shepherd in all your ways. Acknowledge him. Know that he is there and he will make your path straight. Because you see, as sheep who know our shepherd, we follow him. And when we follow Jesus, we know we must be on the right path because he won't mislead us. That's part of leaning on him, trusting that he is leading us in that right direction no matter how difficult that path. For you see, Jesus does not promise an easy path through life but he promises us the best path. So follow him. 
follow him as your shepherd, the shepherd whom you know, the shepherd whom you trust, the shepherd whom you lean on no matter what. And again, this won't always make sense to our understanding. Our human understanding at times will say, why? Why this way, Jesus? Why this path? It looks so much nicer over there. But let go of your understanding. Lean on the Lord. Know him as your shepherd. Your shepherd who says to you, follow me. Your shepherd who says, lean on me, the Lord. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.